This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime and Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Pepsi Indeed and BetOnline.ag. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Once again, joined by Sean Siegel as we get ready for week two of the NFL season. We're going to have a, a little bit of a, a fun shake-up here for the second show of each week during the NFL season. We're going to be joined by one analyst, uh, basically with a, kind of a, a two or three minute clip, giving their reaction to that past week and what we should be diving into rest of season regarding that so today's show we're going to have a clip from davis maddock and then myself and sean are going to react to that give our thoughts rest of season uh, it's going to be fun we have uh, a lot of a lot of good guys lined up uh, for throughout the season so each thursday show is going to be led off by that and then we'll give some of our other thoughts on our rest of season expectations so sean uh, just before we get get straight into it i guess i'll do the the pleasantries uh, all set for week two yeah, this is going to be great. We saw the wide receivers blow up. We saw the running backs blow up. I'm interested to see who takes it the next step. Now, are we going to get to four or five touchdowns from Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, uh, Josh Jacobs, as we're going to talk about in the moment? Can he get to six touchdowns after two weeks? And on the receiving side, just how many more targets is Devontae Adams going to get? Uh, will DeAndre Hopkins get in the end zone? after he was i'm going to claim rob that's probably not exactly what the the video shows <laughs> his late touchdown and you know where are we going to be with this falcons offense calvin ridley uh can he step up and be the true co number one with julio jones obviously we're rooting for some of those developments and then like we mentioned you know what does aj brown do after a week one where ryan Tannehill seemed uh, more than content to uh take a, a billion play drive get two yards at a time and not look in his direction you know can dj Moore bounce back from a game in which he made a couple of critical drops while his teammate uh, robbie anderson blew up beat teams deep as we know robbie anderson can do so uh, definitely some players looking to bounce back as well if week two can be even 75 percent as exciting as week one then we're going to be off to an amazing start for the 2020 season yeah really looking forward to it. it should be a lot of fun starting off with thursday night football and then rolling all the way through through sunday just love watching uh it's one of just one of my favorite things to do is watch those sunday games uh, as they unfold and um, looking forward to it again this weekend and as you mentioned there a number of exciting players that had big weeks and there was a number of players that we were hoping for exciting weeks that had quiet weeks like aj brown like dj moore um obviously Cortland sutton uh, you know a little bit banged up so we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks you know Miles Sanders missed out on week one lots of things like that um, looking forward to seeing what happens in week two see what we overreacted to see what we underreacted to and that's part of what we're going to do on today's show as we get ready uh, for the clip in just a moment from Davis Maddock but Sean before we jump into that it's time to hit the FFPC stat attack <laughs> 
Yeah, our FFPC stat attack is going to look at, again, the wide receiver deep dive from Zachary Kruger. And one of his favorite guys, someone who was a good target late in drafts, Russell Gage had another big game and it wasn't just the 12 targets that he had this past week if we look back at his last 10 games gage is tied for 17th in terms of targets per game at 7.8 that's among all wide receivers there his 12 targets weren't even a career high Uh, he was targeted 13 times in week 17 last year so you look at those 25 targets from the last two games he's really getting up there and then his 20 fantasy points a wide receiver 11 finish in week one that did set a new career mark obviously the falcons threw the ball 54 times that won't happen every week but this could be the kind of offense that actually supports three viable starting wide receivers yeah and i would say that uh you know they mightn't throw the ball that amount of times every week but with the falcons offense they they just might throw it that amount of times every week they they love to throw the ball with matt ryan and um always one of the the more fun offenses to watch Uh, i I made that prediction on last week's show that uh gurley um gurley ridley and jones would all finish with the double digit touchdowns this year so that one got off to a pretty good start I, i think that this offense could be one of the more explosive ones and i hadn't factored gauge into that but maybe by the end of the season we'll have four guys at, at, at double digit touchdowns for them but let's get into the the clips we can react to it's going to be davis maddock from sportsgrid.com you can check him out as well on the take cast and the soul cast so we'll, we're going to let the clip play and then then we'll give our thoughts after it hey guys this is davis maddock from sportsgrid.com calling into uh the rotoviz overtime show with colm and sean here to deliver my take of the week and uh the the take that i'm gonna deliver is one that i was probably wrong about in the preseason but i imagine that uh i i won't really i just want sean and, uh, and colm's opinion on this one which is that Josh Jacobs is now looking like one of the uh, one of the absolute best values of draft season. You know, someone that you were able to get in the second round, where Aaron Jones didn't look particularly great in Week One. Definitely still in that timeshare with Jamal Williams, Kenyon Drake in a clear timeshare with Chase Edmonds. It was Edmonds who scored the receiving touchdown. Uh, I mean, Kareem Hunt is the lead back in Cleveland. Not uh, you know, not Nick Chubb. We have Miles Sanders missing a game with injury. Jacobs, however, career high in carries, career high in carries inside the five, career highs in route run, Uh, actually had six targets, which was second most on the Las Vegas Raiders, more than Henry Ruggs, more than uh, Brian Edwards, which I think is pretty interesting, but also more targets than Jalen Richard, who was only targeted once, Devontae Booker targeted only three times in this game. You know, I, I really think that we are seeing Jacobs be used the way he was used at Alabama, where he really was a better pass-catching running back than he was. If, you know, if people don't remember, he was the pass-catching back when Damian Harris was kind of the grinder first and second on back. So it never really made sense that the Raiders planned on using him that way. And, you know, it's just kind of fantasy football is kind of one of those weird things where I love Jacobs last year. You know, you could get Jacobs in the – quote-unquote running back dead zone, but you could get him in the fourth round. And I always expected Jacobs to catch passes, but uh, he didn't last year. And I think that, uh, you know, this is something that I have seen uh, from a lot of high-stakes players this year who really kept hammering Jacobs. Now, granted, they were going to have some huge misses too because these same guys were drafting uh, Leonard Fournette and uh, Melvin Gordon, some of these guys who really are not going to pan out this year. 
but I feel like I really did miss the boat with Josh Jacobs, and I, I really would love to hear the opinion of my my road of his brethren to see where they are at on Josh Jacobs. Do we think this is a one week Carolina Panthers related thing? You know, obviously super high scoring game going into the sixties, or do we think that we missed the boat with a true? workhorse in the second round of fantasy football drafts so sean that was davis given his kind of opinion on what happened over the weekend and then we're obviously looking at what's going to happen moving forward uh, i'll go first I, I i was really surprised by by how good jacobs looked uh, one of the things i wasn't expecting him was the, the usage in the receiving game because with the picks you know or with the pickups all off season with the draft process we kind of thought that the Raiders didn't trust Jacobs as a pass catcher. A lot of the backs they took in were kind of third down backs who might specialize in that role. We thought then, you know, with rugs coming in, there could be some shorter targets or screen passes going his way that would eliminate those need for passes to the running back. And um, I was just like, he just looked like a, a complete workhorse to me in terms of how he, he played. I, I can honestly hold my hands up and say not a single roster of any shape or form that I have has uh, Jacobs on it, whether that's dynasty or season long for this year. But I think like uh, Davis mentioned, we I, I possibly may have missed the boat there. He was in that range where I wasn't really ever going to take a running back based on how I was setting up those rosters. But I was really, really impressed with him. He mentioned as well the fact that there was 60 points in that game. I mentioned uh, on the show last week that I thought that the Panthers' offense was going to be better this year than maybe people expected. Obviously, the defense isn't going to be better than people expected because it is going to be pretty bad. So there's a combination this week, I think, of how bad the Panthers' uh, defense is going to be this year, also linked with the offense being able to put up some points. Um, but I think there's a, a combination of both of those with the, the six over 60 points being scored. But I do think that Jacobs has surpassed my expectations of what he was going to do this year and how good he looked and uh, i i really think that you know he he's really he's gonna be pushing himself for one of those kind of top eight finishes if he can continue especially to get that that pass catch and work what's your expectation for him were you thinking that this was in the the range of possibilities and do you think it's something that will continue week on week here as we move forward yeah, I, I think in terms of whether or not we missed the boat, the question, the answer is is sort of this yes, no, and no. So uh, tricky here because <laughs> there are, there are a lot of different things going on, and the first is just that when Lynn Bowden was traded, that really changed everything for me. Now you say, well, this is a rookie who doesn't even pl- actually play running back. That shouldn't have been that big of a deal for you, but they were bringing him in to be this jack of all trades but certainly someone who's going to be a receiving back right and when you use that high pick they picked him one spot ahead of brian edwards for whom i think they still have very very high hopes that influences the way you see things and then you know they brought in some of their backs those other backs probably didn't mean that much to me yeah you know you look at jalen richard in this first game i don't know why they keep paying him right <laughs> because they clearly don't think that he's any good <laughs> Devonte booker goes in and looks pretty good in this game uh, if anything i thought the fact that booker was so involved was a very very tiny minus for jacobs because with the guys they have on their roster then i mean you could see jacobs taking every single touch the rest of the season and that i think puts him into this category where yeah i mean you would love to have him on your roster i moved him up to number seven in my rankings and that's not necessarily a huge jump but it does put him there ahead of edwards Alaire. it puts him ahead of aaron jones you know I, I don't think that having him ahead of derrick henry is all that surprising or meaningful because henry is not somebody that you want on your team 
But yeah, so there, there are some very big positives here for Jacobs. As soon as that move was made, I messaged Monty Fawn, who had been telling me about the high stakes draft that he was doing with John Lipinski. Those two guys, uh, two of my very favorite analysts in high stakes players, two of the sharpest guys, they had taken Jacobs when their other target in round two had been selected right ahead of them they actually had this really cool team where uh, they drafted right at the moment when people were worried about alvin Kamara's contract and perhaps health and so they got Kamara at nine jacobs coming back around then loaded up on the wide receivers as we recommend the people do that team looks like it's going to be a fantastic team the flip side of things i think that we have to consider or just be aware of the fact that the carolina panthers are the perfect defense to play any week but certainly to get your season off to a good start they're one of the very best matchups for running back if you were going to say well someone scored three touchdowns and just eviscerated the defense you know who did they play i think just off the top of your head you'd probably well they probably played the carolina panthers right a team that has a terrible defense but an offense that's going to push the pace going to score a lot of points and keep that game exciting you know we're fantasy players are going to be loading up all of their players against the panthers all season i think those panthers games are going to end up as some of the most exciting to watch they have christian mccaffrey they have dj moore they have robbie anderson and and really i mean it's just one big play you know we know robbie anderson is capable of that one big play but i think a resurgent robbie anderson in this offense so you know panthers is going to be must watch tv all season by contrast when you open up the strength of schedule tool you see that josh jacobs now has the number 32 dead last strength of schedule for the rest of the season and uh, you know we're still gathering data on defense you know we don't know exactly what everybody is going to be this year but there are a lot of problems for jacobs schedule wise coming forward to where all you need to do to get a sense of why you might not want to overreact to Saquon Barkley might not want to overreact to Josh Jacobs is to look at what happened in those two games right you're looking at at Saquon Barkley being tackled four yards in the backfield on almost every carry and that's not something that's going to happen to him the rest of the season Josh Jacobs you know running through air is not something that's going to happen to him the rest of the season and so we have to balance those things then the third element of the no that I'm giving is simply that in order to just take Josh Jacobs, you would have still needed to pass on people like a Devonte Adams, a Julio Jones, a DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't think that's the right play. And so, even though Jacobs now is someone where if you have him on your team, you're excited, you're not regretting that in any way, shape, or form. But you know, if, if you have the Julio Hopkins stack, you have some of these wide receivers who are set to you know really blow up and carry your team to a championship then i think that i would still go that direction so yeah it's disappointing not to have jacobs and i think that he is going to do a little bit better than we thought i think we're still a ways away from saying we prefer to have him to some of our other choices in that same area yeah no i 100 percent agree with that i think if we were drafting right now over again like I would be taking 
one of those second wide receivers in that second round that you've mentioned you know like Hopkins was going towards I know he wouldn't right now but he was going towards the back end of that second round in, in most leagues and you know there's a lot of other options in there that, that I would be still taking over him if you look at some of the numbers that he did put up this week you know in terms of his uh, snap share you know things that like all spiked from what he would have had last season 78% snap share you mentioned that he might get all the work uh, all season long um, that that is a possibility but he did have 25 rush attempts he did have uh six targets for four receptions you know if we look back to last year he had 20 receptions on the entire season he only had 27 targets in the entire season so i don't think that it's going to be quite uh the the momentum that moves forward and if it is that amount of work i know we've seen christian mccaffrey be able to hold up and, and manage that with the carolina panthers but you know with running backs it is a, a position where injuries do tend to happen more often i think if they keep run them out at that workload uh, we're not going to see him make it through all 16 games uh, he did play 13 games last year but definitely an exciting performance from him um, but I think that we'll do a, a couple of questions Sean if we were doing uh, over under the points in this game is this the best performance of the season from Jacobs I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say he has one more game uh, even bigger than this yeah, you probably. I, I, I'm on. I'm on the fence actually. So just to have a disagreement, I'm going to say this is the best game of the, the season for him. You know, to put up three touchdowns, to have over a hundred all-purpose yards. Um, you know, it, it's it's really a really really strong one. So I'm going to say no, but I think he will have a, a number of double score uh, games throughout the season. Um, and I think he is a, a running back that you know people. If you were if you were going robust running back, he's definitely somebody you'd like to have targeted. But I think as you kind of hit the nail on the head, I think with the way we're constructing those rosters i don't think he's somebody who is going to to end up on a lot of our teams with the football season back pepsi are ready to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season i love pepsi my favorite one of my favorite beverages uh, to just uh, sip on while watching the games i love to have it uh, my, my hint is to, to put it in the freezer i usually put it in the freezer for maybe 15 minutes uh, it's really nice cold then uh, can really enjoy it while watching the games usually you know it's a it's a six hour slate usually when i watch from uh, 6 p.m here in, in ireland all the way through then to kind of 1 30 maybe in the morning i like to, to get a few of them in there where i can pepsi is a refreshment you need to power you through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers these are passionate fans ready for real generational talent and that's what pepsi fuels because pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it's made for those who watch the game pepsi it's simply made for football watching even though sports had a break, your business didn't. And that's why I want to tell you about our friends over at Indeed. You have to keep moving and that makes you makes hiring even more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people and they do it fast. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier with 73% of online job seekers visiting indeed each month indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering listeners to our show a $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it. And once again, they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with our free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Don't miss out. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. We're going to look at some overreactions, underreactions from week one based on the the rest of season kind of projections. Uh, is there any, Sean, that you want to highlight? Well, I was looking back at 
my bold predictions from our last week's show and trying to get a sense of just how silly they were. And it turns out that, that these are these are okay. So we have Gardner Minshew as a low-end QB1, you know, three touchdown passes in week one. They, they basically didn't have the ball, so three touchdown passes probably as, as well as you're going to do. That's a, a decent prediction to start. Philip Lindsay leads the Denver backfield in scoring. Nope. Uh, Ridley outscores Julio Jones. We're one week in. Possible. Julio going to be someone very difficult to beat. Stefan Diggs beats his positional ADP by more than 10 spots. Off to a solid start. CeeDee Lamb is the highest scoring Dallas wide receiver. Amari Cooper with sort of the, not exactly garbage time, but that final drive really puts up the points there to put week one out of reach. But Lamb looked good. I think he's going to be a big threat to those guys. Still a possibility. Noah Fant finishes the top five tight end. That one looking very strong. Michael Hardman scores more TDs than Tyreek Hill. We're just going to ignore that that one is even on the list. <laughs> Eric Ebron is on half of the top 10 teams in the main event. Ebron not involved in week one. We'll, we'll have to track what he does going forward here. Uh, Hines has three 10-catch games. Well, we've got one eight-catch game so far. Those those 10-catch games are are very much in uh, in the possibilities that we have out there and then benny snell averages 18 points a game from week 10 on and is the ffpc league playoffs uh, league winner well didn't get 18 points in in week one but already really flashing we'll have to see what he does we're rooting for james connor to get healthy but snell looking good there so to all told I, i'm pretty excited about those those predictions column uh over under reaction on hardman he played way behind Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. Robinson continued to not look very good. Uh, what should we be thinking about Hardman's role in, with the Chiefs here? I think it's like, you know, I mentioned with like the likes of DJ Moore and that as well. It's just a, a one week and, you know, the sample size just is far too small. Like there's running backs who didn't put up points this week and I'm not going to be having any victory laps on those because the first thing that'll happen is come week two, they, they rush for, you know, two touchdowns and 100 yards and you look silly. So what I would be saying about McCall Hardman is, you know, it probably wasn't just going to click in week one anyway. Um, so we'll wait the season goes on. Sammy Watkins actually historically has done tremendous in, in week one. That's kind of his week off the season and then we can have the overreaction to it's going to happen every single game and you know week two week three nothing comes off it so i think it's like play it by here i wouldn't be starting them i wasn't starting them in any leagues this past week i won't be starting them in any leagues this coming week but as the season goes on week four week five i think we'll start to see him get more of a role um i just think he's too explosive to to not have involved in that offense but the one thing when you you have mccall hardman in your lineups you're going to have to have that kind of almost to Sean Jackson expectation that this guy is going to win me the week or this guy is going to maybe not put up any points this week it can it can happen and and that's kind of what you're dealing with with McCall Hardman but I think that consistency will come as well as the the season prolongs I'm, I'm pretty sure Sean that you're still you're still confident in Hardman coming good I don't know you have these situations where I, I think when you're when you're right about somebody in week one then it just completely convinces you that you are right right so we get pushed even higher on the guys that we were on we get pushed even lower on the guys that were off when you're wrong about somebody it's interesting the reactions there because it's either a thing of well this was just one week you know the coaches didn't do it right they'll you know see the error of their ways they'll realize that Ryan Tannehill 
uh, completely ignoring A.J. Brown's half of the field through most of the game. Probably not the recipe for <laughs> getting back to the AFC Championship game. Things like that. On the other hand, you know, there are some where, you know, it's just so startling what happens that, you know, you feel yourself really flipping. And the, the situation with Hardman, it's it's frustrating for me a little bit with some of the things that the Chiefs are doing here. And, you know, you just got to remind yourself, I mean, the Chiefs are almost unbeatable at this point, right? Uh, I was talking with some friends and and they were sort of kind of jokingly mentioning that you know when you're as good as the chiefs when you're as dominant as this team is that andy reed has built then you almost have to start doing some kind of crazy things just to keep proving that you're smarter than everybody else right drafting clyde edwards alaire when you have guys like a jonathan taylor like a jk dobbins available to be selected you know doing things like continuing to start demarcus robinson because with the coaching acumen that Reed brings to the game with Patrick Mahomes, who already I think is a historically great quarterback, you know, they just toyed with the Texans on Thursday night and the Texans are going to be one of the better teams that they play. And so uh, in order to keep games interesting, they're, they're going to be challenged with, with doing some goofy types of things. I think one of the things that they could do would be to put Hardman out there and, and let him play some, you know, get someone else to stretch the field. Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, the defenses don't care about them. I think if you're a Chiefs fan, and certainly if you're a Tyreek Hill owner, you would prefer to see Hardman playing. Hill saves that game with the touchdown, but those 15 points and how little he was involved in week one, that's not at all what fantasy owners are hoping to get from someone that they drafted in the same range as a Julio Jones, as a DeAndre Hopkins, right? And so uh, there are some things that the Chiefs could still do here to make this offense much more dominant. And we say that with a team that's a virtual lock to score 30 points a game. I mean, the Chiefs really have a 50-point like consistent output as something that they could do if they made some changes and continue to play in the third and fourth quarters. Now, from a sportsmanship perspective, they're probably not going to be doing the latter one of those two things. It would be fun to see Hardman on the field. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I, I think I know I agree everything you said there about like Andy Reid and um, you know the the situation. But we also have to think that there's no preseason. Uh, potentially, he could have had some sort of a knock. I don't think that was the case. But what I also think is like we're at week one. We have to think they've just won the Super Bowl. Their intention is to go back and win the Super Bowl again. They're thinking about the entire season. There's no game tape based on the preseason. Um, they're probably also when they you mentioned they were kind of toying with them. They have no need to really push it that extra bit so why put stuff on tape now that in two weeks time they can use in a game to win that game i know like they're not thinking about our fantasy football teams they're thinking about what to do rest of season for the best outcome so i I think they're the sort of areas where we will see overreactions this week i think we'll see teams that we think played really well this past week who get like completely shut out in week two or get dominated in week two and vice versa i think that happens every year so i'm looking forward to doing it just when we're on mccall hardman uh i seem a little bit more confident for week two than you are so let's set it over under 40 yards i'll take over i'll take over 40 yards are you going to take under 40 yards uh, well, I'm uh, maybe going to take under two targets, but I think he can get 90 yards with that. I mean, he's going to score on, on half of his touches, right? I mean, he's, he's that electric. So, uh, you know, 
let, let's go for let's go for overall. I'll take over two targets. You take under two targets and two targets from McCall Harbin's probably I don't know 120 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> so we'll go with that. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens and what this cheap off. And like remember back to last year, the, the week one and how things happened then in week two when it came. I think I just remembering back. I watched week two actually in San Diego last year and uh, the Raiders actually went out to quite a strong lead towards halftime and the the chiefs come back and beat them so that you know we have all these kind of changes and things that'll happen so let's see like you know i wouldn't expect washington to you know win again this week based on how they played last week but let's see what happens let's see how it shakes out the jaguars are in the same boat you know um so i i'm looking forward to seeing what maybe we're, we're expecting after week one that maybe we aren't right on but week two should be a lot of fun i hope all the listeners are going to enjoy it wherever they do watch it um hopefully your teams do well for you uh, and as always you can get yourself a 10 percent discount to a road of his nfl pass by using the code 2020 rb radio at checkout um or by going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for further information and a, a thank you i guess to to all the podcast listeners over the off season who have signed up uh, through that link and um, help support the podcast network and it is much appreciated to each and every one of you and i know that the, the, we've got a lot of feedback too from listeners you know for the the information that's provided on the website and for the, the tools and content uh, very very happy they are with those purchases hopefully it brings them success in the 2020 season but that's going to do it for today's edition of the show thanks once again to davis for uh, dropping in his uh, you know his thoughts on, on josh jacobs and asking us the question we will be having somebody on the second show like that each and every week as we give our thoughts on it um, it's going to be it's going to be fun uh, throughout the season um, but with that you can follow me on twitter at over ireland and you can check out all sean's great work up on the road of his website drop us a written review in your favorite podcast app and until we're back next tuesday have a good one enjoy week two Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. The wait is over. As you've seen in week one, football is back and you might not be at a game this year but you can certainly bet on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team players and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else and you can still get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head on over to Bet Online to take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use our promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.